0: You stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf-herder!
1: Who's scruffy-looking?
2: Might wanna buckle up, baby.
1: I just assumed he's a woman.
3: Everything you heard about me is true.
0: If you come with us, you're in this life for good.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. July 29, 2019, episode 79 of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. So good to be back. I am one of your co hosts, James, a.k.a. Jimmy Dice, back from the front, the war torn battlefield. That are diapers and changing stations and lots of weird smells. <laughs> with me in this digital world is one of our other co-hosts, Mr. Ed Bossart. What's up, buddy?
0: Hey, the, da- the new dad is back. Glad to have you, buddy.
3: Yeah, the new dad's drinking right now, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll go over what we're drinking later.
3: That's true. That's a, that's a new segment now. What are you drinking now? Uh so also with us, joining us. Oh, wait. Sorry, Kev isn't here again. So, I I mean, I should I shouldn't be one to uh, talk cuz I kind of, you know, didn't show up last week, but I <laughs> had a good excuse. Kev's excuse is that he's in France. Trader.
0: Yeah, seriously. What's up with that? I know, but he's enjoying
3: a very well-earned holiday. Mm-hmm. So, in with us sitting in for the correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not, eighth time. Guest. <laughs> Mr.
0: Chris Hall. What's up, buddy?
1: Episode 8, The Last Chris. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not yes. The Last Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'll no. see. We'll see.
3: So we'll have to have the rise of Chris for uh, the ninth Ooh. time that you that you us on here. We All know right what's yeah. going to happen there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of disappointed fans. All right. So you can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook slash Podcasters. Follow us on Twitter, at Scruffy Podcast. Myself, James, Jimmy Dice, at Hebert 207. Ed, at Scruffy Ed B. Kev, if he's even here, at KPG1974. And our man, Mr. Chris Hall, on Twitter, at Chris Hall Artists. On Instagram, at Chris Hall Illustration on SC Black Sheep Rebellion. Give us some reviews on iTunes. Send us in some emails. We got some good emails this week. Uh, I see you, Jeff Pierman. And um, we'll see uh, where we are where we go. So our week of Star Wars, boys, um, why don't you lead us off someone else?
0: <laughs> um, well, first I'm going to lead off with what my, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a beer out of Vermont called Brother Swanier. It's, it's through Hill Farmstead Brewery, but he, it's like an off-brand that they do, grassroots brewing. And it's a farmstead ale brewed with lime and blood orange. Yum. Mm. Yum yum, um, my week has been <laughs> reading Thrawn and finishing it, and um, some more of the comics. I think I'm up to issue number. I'm into the Screaming Citadel now of the Star Wars line. I am loving it. By the way, you guys should check it out. Otherwise, Hi, otherwise, that's that's been my week. It's pretty lame, I know. Oh. T- <laughs> <laughs> something i didn't tell you guys kev's gonna be doubly pissed about no you didn't. Oh, oh i did you didn't i fucking did
3: oh he pulled the trigger on maul <laughs>
2: you motherfucker wait, wait. <laughs> maul?
3: Well, yep. you were talking about it last week because you really liked how his cape was when he was dueling Qui Gon the first time in the yes, desert. That's right. Which was a very cool scene. When,
0: and for the listeners that don't know, I'm talking. We're talking about the sideshow collectibles, well, hot toys essentially. Um, Darth Maul. Kev is gonna be pissed at you that I <laughs> definitely purchased, and will be arriving in the next month or two. So I'll have something in my hands sooner while I wait for Qui-Gon next year.
1: Is that because I paid you for (laughs) Anaheim? Maybe. (laughs) Have I just bought you a Darth Maul (laughs) figure?
0: Ooh, wow. Um, Alright. For for people that don't know, Chris paid me for (laughs) Anaheim Star Acceleration lodgings. So... I should probably do that. It's money laundering, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, James, we yeah. if you're going to go the whole time, sure. I know. I know. It's it's to fill up in out. the air. Uh, I can always pay you back if you decide not to. Oh, that's assuming I even pay it all.
3: I might just go and say, fuck it. You're just going to pay for me. Uh, all, right,
0: maybe, all right. Maybe that wouldn't happen. <laughs> that would be a so... scruffy looking way to do it.
3: That would be pretty scruffy and pretty shady, which, you know, I'm all right with. Um, I guess anything else, Ed, for your week in Star Wars? That is it. Uh, I guess I'll think of, now that I've had a chance to clear my mind of question, um, I had a child, and that was amazing. Wonderful experience. (laughs) Little girl, Bernadette. And uh, immediately, right away, started taking photos of her with my little BB-8 puppet that I got over at Celebration uh, a couple months ago. So great. It's been crazy. And somehow throughout all of that, I uh, had Thrawn Treason emailed, emailed me, uh, mailed to me from Amazon because I bought it months ago and just completely forgot about it. And uh, read it in about four days, I think, just like little bits at a time. She'd be quiet. She'd be calm. And I just like kind of nestle her in my arm. I was like, all right, I can get through to, like 15, 20 pages of this thing. Um, so, yeah, can't wait to talk about that. That's really exciting. That's pretty much been my week of Star Wars. I'm trying to figure out, and we, maybe somebody out there can help me, what's a good way just to buy Rebels? Is it just straight up the DVD, or is there like a deal that I could get somewhere? Should I try to buy it used? I kind of want to just have it, because I'm at the point now where I don't want to bother waiting. I don't want to bother wait for it to show up on a streaming service only to have it taken away, like Clone Wars on Netflix. That was fucking great. And now it's gone, so you have to buy it or subscribe to Disney Plus or whatever.
0: Yeah, see, I have I have Clone Wars on Vudu, so all the episodes streamable from Vudu. Um, I don't know if Rebels. I'm looking now. I don't see it on Vudu. Mm. Yeah, Rebels might be a Blu-ray thing if you really Ugh, I know, I want
3: to have it. I know. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Having the physical copy? Fuck that.
3: No, no, it's great. Physical copies for movies, absolutely. TV shows, nah. Yeah. Nope. It's good to do it. But yeah, that's my brief but fucking crazy week in Star Wars. How about you, Chris? It's up to you, man. Well, it turns out I bought
1: someone a uh, Darth Maul uh, hot toy. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, that was the transaction that, had, that occurred.
1: Pretty, pretty epic. Pleased about that. I hope you like it, Ed. I hope you like it. Thank you. Pretty quiet, pretty quiet one this week after last week's mammoth birthday extravaganza week. Happy Um, birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I did. I've been working on this really cool commission this week. Um, A guy that contacted me through Twitter, um, who's in the five hundred first, wanted me to do a portrait of him in his. TIE Fighter pilot gear, so
0: Oh nice. Oh, cool. I've never done
1: like an actual 501st first person, do you know what I mean? I've always done like stills from the movies or like characters and stuff, so that's really cool. That's is... turned I just just finished that like about an hour ago before we started recording, so
0: very cool. Um, nice pretty
1: pleased with that.
0: Um So he's holding his helmet, I assume, or something?
1: No no, it's him in his suit, but he's like doing like a really cool oh, okay. pose, gotcha. pose and it's got like his his number and his call sign on the bottom and stuff. So I did get a, um, my son went to a birthday party, um, what day? Uh, At the weekend. And I needed to get a present uh, for the party. So I was like, went out last minute. And we've got these cheap, like bargain shops over here called B&M Bargains. Mm -hmm. And um, I managed to get a, they got in there, you know, the Thai striker from Rogue One. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's three and three quarter inch scale reduced from 30 pounds to six pounds. So I was like, oh. Oh, I'll, I'll nab one of them for this, for the birthday parties for my son to take. And then I was like, do you know what? I'll get one as well for my son. Cause it's only six pounds <laughs> and they're, they're in quite big boxes. So I'm like, take them to the counter. These two big tire strikers. And then obviously someone that I work with walks through the door as I'm at the counter loaded up with these toys, like fully on brand, <laughs> but but <laughs> get
3: caught out in public buying these uh, tie strikers.
1: So That's that, was awesome. quite, That's
3: that was quite that was quite amusing. <laughs> That's awesome. So where have you set? Do you have it set up anywhere
1: yet? Or are we going to put it? Uh, no, I gave it straight to my son, and he's been loving it because he's got the. Um, oh, what's the rebel ship from the U wing?
3: Oh, the U wing. Yeah. yeah. U-win. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: and they both got like new nerf guns on the bottom of them so he sets them up and like fires them across the room at each other and
3: oh cool
0: man nice yeah he's
1: well into it nice
0: my girls are like you know princesses (laughs) 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 not shooting each other or anything i'm gonna go put a dress on okay do you want (laughs) lightsabers maybe no okay anyway
3: um, None of the cool stuff. Just kidding.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, is that it? Chris? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Nice. Um, and for the listeners, we didn't really say, I guess, uh, Chris is a an amazing artist. You should follow him and see what he does. He draws a lot of Star Wars stuff and non-Star Wars stuff if you check it yeah. out. Um, <clears throat> I lean towards his Salacious Crumb artwork. looks fucking awesome thank um, you as does my
1: good friend Claire Stribling yes. shout out to Claire of Imperial Senate Podcast
0: that's right also something everyone should listen to alright um, shall we move to are you kidding me
3: sure hit me what so, do we got that's crazy this week
0: I just went back into the archives of what the fuck in Star Wars mind uh, and body I just sent you guys a picture earlier of my wife just got a sunglasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a pair of sunglasses, and it mentioned, like, how to treat them. And this is a brand, and I'm I'm not being – we're not being paid by these people. But um, it it, it comes with this little card that tells you how to care for them, and on the side – it says, um, don't throw them into a backpack unprotected or into a Sarlacc pit. Um, and that prefaces this, are you kidding me? So, this is going to be about the Sarlacc pit. Here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it come up. Well. Also... For those that don't know, this is a segment where we take anything in Star Wars that makes one say.
2: Are you kidding me?
0: Whoops. Are you kidding me? There we go. Failed that one a little bit. There are a couple weird ones in there. (laughs) So uh, this one is about, like I said, the Sarlacc, and it's about the sounds it makes. The Sarlacc sounds were made by combining the noise of hissing alligators with... (laughs) With, this is where it comes in, the rumbling tummies of the film crew after a pizza for lunch. What? Yep. Who would have thought to come up with that shit? And this is from the Star Wars: Absolutely Everything You Need to Know book. Yeah. So they took the rumbling sounds of the crew after eating pizza for lunch, or after, said after, yeah. And, uh, Combined it with alligators. And there you go. That's brilliant. That's Are ben you Burt, kidding man. me? <laughs> yeah, that is Ben Burt, probably, yeah. A fucking genius,
3: that guy. You know, I can really, uh, thinking about it now, it's like, you know, I can kind of see where I can get the alligator from that noise, or alligator noise into that. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty friggin' awesome. Interesting. Stomach gurglings, though. Like, who the fuck would think, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. Record it. Like, can I just get a <laughs> snapshot in time? Of these like three guys with like mics like taped onto this like super overweight dude's stomach, being like, "Come on, come on, Charlie, you gotta
0: fucking eat more." As All they're right? sweating Charlie. in the desert.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, sweating. Or like, no. I can't eat anymore. It's like, goddamn it, eat another piece of pizza, Charlie. We need that sound.
0: And res- yeah, they're not out in the desert. They're just editing yeah. at the end. But uh, the yeah, studios. That's that's like the the one we did before about George Lucas's cough for Grievous. Like really? Oh. oh, he was sick, so we recorded his cough, and there you go. That's George Lucas coughing. Brilliant! <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. So that is the. Uh... Are you kidding me? Pretty funny. We love the uh, uh, Starlight Pit, don't we, Chris?
1: Yeah, yeah. I used to love it before I got it tattooed on my elbow, and then I hate it.
0: You have some advice for people uh, looking to get tattoos about that?
1: Uh, yeah, don't tattoo your elbow because it sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little painful. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks. Yes,
1: like. very painful. Oh, I've got an. Are you kidding me? Actually, yeah, go ahead. And this is this is Kev Garbutt related.
0: Oh, we like those. You Good. might have
1: seen you might have seen this in the group chat a couple of days ago. So I think on Sunday, Kev went out for a walk in Bordeaux, mm-hmm. where he is, currently is, and all the shops were shut. And he he, he, took, he sent some photos, didn't he, of uh, loads of Star Wars stuff in yeah. the shop. Yeah. So naturally, being a nerd, I was like, I zoomed in on it straight away, like scanning everything. There's a little Ewok, and I was like, oh, that is sick. So I saved the photo cropped it sent it straight back and i was like i want it so kev replies awesome are you gonna buy it where's it from the fucking photo <laughs> of the shop window you've just sent me you prick <laughs>
0: <laughs> classic garment oh my god i laughed oh. out loud that was hilarious yeah. <laughs> i think he even sent the like do it gif of yeah Sheev. yeah He's like, oh, buy beautiful. it. <laughs> oh, it's so
3: beautiful. <laughs>
1: we love yeah.
0: him. You know, well, he's on vacation. You can't really... Probably... <laughs> he's probably hung over from all that French wine. <laughs> Who
3: do you sent me, a cock? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's move to the news. There isn't really much. Uh, there was one thing we forgot to mention last week. My bad. Uh, Kevin Smith. Apparently, talked to IGN and apparently was on set for episode nine with JJ talking to him and was like, they were talking about like going on in the room where they're filming the final scene. And um, actually, you know what? I'm going to play the clip. How about that? That sound good? Let's do it. Do it.
3: Sounds great. You are you guys are big Star Wars fans. You've mm. had a Star Wars cameo. They're telling me to wrap up, but I have to ask you this before you go.
2: Um, you pred- predict the final shot of Star Wars Episode Nine? Um, and maybe you've seen it. I have no idea. I've not seen it, but uh, but I was on set. I went to to uh, London at one point and uh, visited the set. JJ J- invited me because I had the heart attack. He was like. When I had the heart attack, he wrote me, and he was like, you got to pull through, man, so you can come visit Star Wars. And I was like, can I be in it? And he was like, come visit. So <laughs> I, I pulled through, and I was the kind of asshole that wrote him back to be like, remember what you said? And he was like, come on out. So I got to hang out and be there on set. And there was this scuttlebutt about a set uh, there on, on, at Pinewood, a big set. They were like, you have to see this. When you see it, it'll melt your mind. And I was like, what was it? And uh, they were like, I, ask J.J., and so I asked JJ, I was like, they keep telling me I should see the set. And he goes, don't. I said, why? And he goes, the last shot of the movie. So I was like, well, now you, now I really want to see it. And he goes, you don't want this spoiled. You want to be in a theater when this happens. Trust me. And then other people on the crew were like, bro, I wish I hadn't seen it. I'm glad I did. He's going, but it will melt your mind. It's, it's So I, for that reason alone, man, and as inquisitive as I am and curious as I am, I desperately wanted to go look. But like when you talk to the magician, the magician's like, Trust me on this one. You know, sometimes as human beings, we want to know how to pull the rabbit out of the hat. But J.J. is such a magical magician that I'm just like, you know what? Do it. Trick me. I'll, I'll wait and get tricked. Even though I could have seen what it was, I was like, I'll sit back. I, I, I like your plan. He's never let me down so far. So it's there. I, I, There are people in the world that know what the last shot is, even if the movie's not fully cut together at this point. I'm not one of them. I think that's beautiful.
0: Peter- there you go. How does that make you so- feel?
3: Um, well, as it turns out, I did see the final shot, <gasps> and it's all these wax figures of Alex Guinness all over the place. He's like, "Ray, so good to see you again." <laughs> and then that was it.
0: They Alex just Guinness. Yeah. Is this a Kenobi. Yeah, thank That's you for cool. thank you for pulling through when Kev's not here on that. That's good. Yeah, somebody some asshole has to. Ooh, I don't know, man.
3: That's pretty. I don't know. I'm Every every time I hear celebrities, they're like, "Oh, I just saw a piece of the script and I cried, or I just saw this and it blew my mind, or I saw this and I wanted to freak out." It's like, ah, come on, how much did you really see? Like, is this like all talk and all hype? I mean, in this one, I I I probably do believe he did like see that because he wouldn't just make up that kind of shit in that much detail, but.
0: Well, hey, My I question
3: mean, is, what could it be that makes your nine melt?
0: The last two movies he cried, right? hmm Or Solo le- and Force Awakens? I can't remember yeah. if he did The Last yeah. Jedi, but... Uh, yeah, he has been known to cry. Which, I mean, who wouldn't? But still, I'm surprised he didn't have that kind of story this time. That's the only thing. Mm. But uh, I, it, it makes me excited. I mean, I can, we've, we're not going to bring up the spoilers now. But we've talked about some spoilers about what the final act could be, and I can imagine what it would be. Sizzle, sizzle. Uh,
1: <laughs> can we spec? Uh, are we speculating? Or no, 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 we... no,
0: no, not yet. Not... Well, oh. should we?
3: Yeah, yeah, we're till yeah. this is
0: the topic? Fuck is it? it are we bringing spoilers sure. in?
3: No, okay.
1: no.
0: All right, all right. Go ahead
1: then. So it's, it's so he says it's a set. Yeah, so it's obviously. In order for for it to, people say it's going to blow his mind. It's got to be something that he'd recognise, isn't it? So it's got to be something. I can't imagine it being something new, and he instantly know what it is to blow his mind. Because you just walk in and be like, "Oh, that's that's new, isn't it?" Right. And not you would you'd be like, "Oh, that's cool," but it wouldn't melt your mind, would it? Do you know what I mean? I think there's got to be like some kind of emotional connection to whatever. It is so. I think it's something that we know that's significant. Sheev. <laughs> I don't think it's a person. It's got to be a set, hasn't it? So it's got to be like a building or a place or something that yeah. we recognise, like that... the last last homestead or the throne room or
0: yeah, Death Star, yeah, 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 or a Jedi Temple,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Any yeah, that would that would blow my mind. Holy. Fuck. Stop it. City. To- yes. Gungan City. It's all underwater. What the fuck? Giant fish w- everywhere.
3: Watto's Sea C-
0: SeaWorld. <laughs> Wato's. No, Watto's like on the street now, man. Yeah. It doesn't if, have a if, shop um, anymore. If you
3: have, alright, so if it's a shot, if it's a, a set that they built in the studio, it's not an exterior shot, so it's an interior shot. So is it on a starship? Could it be like, and if it's so? I'm thinking like, all right, if it's something, let's pretend now. Is something instantly recognizable built in a set, like inside of a building? So, I mean, anybody with a drone can't get anything. So it's not like some one of those epic outdoor nature shots that uh, have been popular in the last two movies. Where could it be? Bridge of a star destroyer? Too mundane.
0: Well, I mean, with technology, it could be outdoors. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I just feel like they're trying to really get away from that, I, though. No, you're right. the
1: last
3: right. two movies. They saw how overdone this, the green screen was in the triple Trilogy.
0: True. I mean, if, if, if we're talking, they're trying to get away from doing everything green screen, then it's kind of an indoor or outer space thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd lean towards what Chris said, the uh, throne room on the Death Star, old Death Star, you know, on Endor. Or uh, man, uh, possibly. No, I was, I was thinking the throne room from Yavin base. Oh, is that what mm. you're thinking?
1: Yeah. Wow. Because you yeah. see, Le- Leia's got the medal, hasn't she, in the trailer? Yeah. Like, imagine if they like took it full circle and like recreated that and did. Yeah. Ooh. Leia's so handing that... out medals at so... the end. Chewie finally gets a medal. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or
1: she gives her son his dad's medal.
3: Oh baby, that, if, if, that hits the if feels. Redemption is real, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. While the fo- yeah. force, while the force ghosts, watch
3: on from the side. <laughs> all of them. Oh my god, yeah, yeah all of them, <laughs> including Harrison Ford, which is fucking makes zero sense, but that's right. okay. Uh I—that I, would—that would mean here's the implication of Princess Leia still being alive. Like you're not. Yeah. Find a way to kill her off the character. I mean, granted, with this trilogy, like you could end this movie and not have to kill off Leia's character because you got to think about it, any trilogies that happen after this, they're, they're going to definitely not have it written in. Yeah. It'll, it'll be an older Daisy Ridley playing as Rey and the new character's coming back like 10, 15 years from now. Like, that would be a real easy way to write that off.
0: hmm
3: I can't see Leia surviving
1: this. I mean, I, I don't think they'll kill her off.
3: You don't think they'll kill her off, and you don't see her surviving it?
1: No, no. Sorry, I fucked up there. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they'll kill her off. I think she'll. She'll be. I think Leia will be alive at the end.
3: I think that's. I think that's a really good point. You know, it's too predictable because everyone's mm. been like, "How are they going to kill her off? How are they going to kill her off?" They don't. Mm. They could end the movie where they're still there. Using those images, like the pre-recorded footage and stuff, like because she just she, she could just be elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, so I don't. Of, I, the, I think there's a lot of ways, and obviously we've talked about execution, and I think that's the biggest thing with Leia, yeah. uh, the character. I would love to her to live on, um, but if they find a way to. And sadly, her character in a great way. I'd be alright with it, obviously. But I don't know. Um I'd be also very happy to have her be around, but maybe she goes off on some mission, like the outbound thing in Le- in the legends.
3: Mm-hmm. Well I mean she beco- <laughs> she became she becomes Chancellor of the New Republic. The new new republic. And they just keep writing her into books.
0: Yeah. Uh, least, I just, have, uh, the only, the only thing, the only reason I don't see that is because they're going to make movies beyond nine, so I don't. No, true. Shows yeah, yeah, or for something. Sure.
3: yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And especially with Thrawn implications as to what could happen, the recent book Thrawn Treason, recent implications that could they could pull in as storylines beyond Episode nine. This is this huge. It's huge. Let's
3: calm down. We're not there yet. <gasps>
1: <laughs> so this... If this if this was on green screen, this set, do you think it could be like the last homestead? And we get the final shot is like Rey, like Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru at the end of Sith.
3: Why would she be there, though? I don't know. Because she was visiting her dad's place. So. oh no fuck's sake <laughs> no, unless no, it was Ben
1: unless it's ben. it's ben Ben survives and I don't know lives his ghost to there to live out
0: self exile yeah maybe I see where you're going though like back to the origin like a circle
1: mm, yeah because it imagine that being the last shot like someone looking out Two to the twin sunset yeah it's, it's all the feels isn't it yeah, JJ. JJ loves that shit, doesn't
3: he? Yeah, I think the twin sons thing would be a real, a, not predictable, but real tasty way to end it. Yeah. But didn't they just do that in Last Jedi with Luke? Well, Luke's demise, a sunset, anyways.
0: Yeah, with like a bird in distance, and I'm like, wait, are they are they focusing on in that like that speck in the sky? And then he dies. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that that was my experience when I first saw it. After yeah, that, but, I loved it.
3: Right, right. But I mean, they did they did like do the sunset closing image for him, anyways, not for the whole, yeah. you know, movie ending. But I interior, I think it's got to be on a spaceship, Ewok village, yeah. Ewok village. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> get dancing Lando, clapping Lando
1: again. It's yeah, right. Entirely possible.
3: <laughs> no, they do that, or they. But this this. I was seeing the the Bullying Falcon cockpit with like our new our new action adventurers in the seats, but we've kind of already had those shots in all the promo picks.
1: That wouldn't melt his mind though, would it? Because it'd just hmm. be like it'd just be like oh yeah, it's a cockpit. It could be any shot of the movie.
0: You know what would melt his mind? Is the Ewok Village plus Yub Nub. <laughs> Yub Nub's <laughs> alive. <laughs> Bring it back and make it real. Boom. And it's show Ewoks like eating humans. And... <laughs> yeah, that's too real. I know. No, um, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if they can't show a goddamn pork being eaten, come on. True. True. That Bird. looked like
0: a great, that looked like a tasty pork. I'm, I mean, I'm pro pork. Don't get me wrong. But that pork on a spit looked. Really, really good.
3: I'm pro-tasty porgs. Porgs are just very tasty.
0: You think? One I mean, it looks so. tasty, but
3: who knows? Yeah. Could be could be absolute trash. Well, we'll see, Kevin Smith, if you're right, if the final shot is melt your mind or not. I don't know. I'm sure it is. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever the final shot is, it's going to be mind, mind-bogglingly crazy. Because it has to be. It's the conclusion of a trilogy of trilogies like the final the end this is it do you, th- so
0: do you think do you think george lucas was consulted more on this
3: oh i don't know i the, think they the consult finale i bet they consult him like on a lot of things on the daily like just random yeah. stuff being like hey uh can you tell us what you would do here or this is kind of our idea here what would this character do or what would you think if we if like this did this did this does that make sense with your you know original plot and will
0: the fact that he shows up on set for all the movies, Solo, Rogue One, yeah, all the recent ones, like that shows you there's probably way more going on behind the scenes than you think. Mm. With oh yeah, communication with him.
3: I mean, like with any big project like that, especially with someone with his, you know, history with it, um, you would always want to have that person there as a consultant, like even on, you know. Like, normal projects that we do, like stuff that I do at work and things like that, people who are retired but worked on this really big project, they're always kind of brought in for contract just to be like, hey, is this doing us right? Do you remember? Was this the original process or thought with this? Because a lot of the original ideas may have been, like, lost and forgotten over time. And, like, original points may not be coming through the way they're – their original intent, I'll say.
0: Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You okay with that, Chris?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it just as long as he doesn't fucking direct anything.
0: Jeez. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. He can direct it. He can't write it. <laughs> Whatever. He can't do no, shit. No, he can't write the, the the screenplay. He can write the yeah. story. <laughs> right. Fuck. You right. you know what I mean. Um, I heard what you said. Heard the scene. <laughs> well, uh recently John Favreau, speaking of George Lucas, Ooh. came out and uh said he got some advice from the man george lucas the
3: gl good luck
0: for uh, <laughs> the sweet tv show that we are looking forward to immensely i mean i am i assume you guys are it's the next thing coming for us and i am so excited for it um so he said he talked with gq middle east And he shared that the George Lucas gave him some advice. He said we had a long talk with each other, Um, and this is initially about the Lion King because that just came out recently. Sorry. I want to hear Chris's impression of that, but he might not do it. It's a bit.
1: I can't do it because it's a bit late.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right. If
1: I was at Kev's, I'd uh, blast that shit out.
0: Look. <laughs> Kids are upstairs, aren't they? Understandable, understandable. Dad,
3: right. going crazy again. What are you doing, Ma- <laughs> Oh, he
2: did it. He did it. Oh.
0: Thank you for sacrificing some of your time tomorrow when you get shit for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be down in a minute, like,
1: Dad, what are you doing? The he's bloody gone, bo- he not
0: give much. Well, he's gone like, 12. He's finally lost. It. I just felt like watching the first scene of uh, The Lion King for a second. <laughs> oh, God. God. Anyway, um, <clears> so <throat> he said one thing that George Lucas said to me was remember, John, the real audience for all <laughs> stories and all Dude, myths.
3: Can Can you repeat that in his voice, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: one remember, thing, John? One thing. Such to me was remember remember Freshier the real intent. audience for our stories. I can't do it, and all miss is the kids. you do it in British. That are coming of age. <laughs> I just did it at the end, there. because mm-hmm. he's he's you? a Joseph Campbell adherent. So uh, he loves okay. Joseph Campbell. Yes, uh, and. We do too. The the whole hero thing. What is that called? The myth the fucking The hero's journey. Yeah, the hero's journey. Um and which The Last Jedi matches perfectly with and I have no mm-hmm. idea why people are pissed off about it. <clears throat> yeah. Because well, why six- would have- yeah. yeah, it's exactly what George Lucas would have done. Maybe slightly different, but he would have made Luke the same way. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so he also said, we enjoy the stories as adults, but really storytelling is about imparting the wisdom of the previous generations onto the children who are becoming adults and giving them a context for how to behave and how to learn the lessons of the past without making the mistakes on their own. Um, That's cool. Did like you that. not think of the quote from the Last Jedi? How when Yoda was telling Luke how, um, I don't know, apprentices were they are what you they are they become. What's the quote exactly? I know <laughs> they, I
3: can't remember the exact quote, but
1: <laughs> they become
0: words. beyond are, what you are. Kind of thing. we are
1: we are what they grow beyond.
0: That's what it is. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. are. <clears throat> what they grow beyond <laughs> yes god the yoda like it's like so reverse in my head and it's just like fucks me up okay yes but yeah we are what they grow beyond and when i first heard it i was like "Uh, i'm dumb i can't even interpret that right now yeah but it's one of those sentences that you just stare at and you're like oh my god genius yeah man
3: makes a lot of sense i mean it, it, a lot He's right in that the real audience, you know, kids coming of age, like young kids, kids going into their early teens, like when the imagination is just like going crazy and you really think that you are invisible invincible and can do whatever the fuck you want. Like I Still was do. like that. And I and, right? And the, well <laughs> I feel like having that kind of, you know, just love of the story and the entire saga and the trilogy and everything, like, I don't know, it just kinda had maybe a change of perspective, and maybe that's kind of, again, George Lucas's point is, like, we want these kids to be more inspirational and uh, more willing to, like, be good and go out on a limb and do all this stuff. Well, that,
0: that's know. that's where my f- fandom for Star Wars began was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, I mean, that, that makes total sense when you think about it like that.
3: Yeah, it was after the original trilogy was out, and there was, by that point, like, a really good amount of quality extra content available through, like, comic, like, the Dark Horse series comic books. Zahn. And, like, all the books. And, yeah, Timothy Zahn, like, all the books and stuff like that, and more the video games. Like, you had the X-Wing PC game and the TIE Mm -hmm. Fighter game. Oh, my God, best ever. Um, Yeah, so it was, like, all the shit that we grew up with, so... You know, it makes sense that George would want to tell John, like, listen, this this is now in a whole new direction, something new for Star Wars. Just remember, like, inspire the young minds of tomorrow, because then that'll just keep this whole thing going forever. This is how, this is what makes Star Wars last forever. Shit like this.
0: Well, uh, speaking of children, um, Hasbro, toys, toys, toys. Hasbro has uh, reported that their second quarter revenue was increased by 9%. So, all of you collectors and toy (laughs) lovers should be happy because they are going to do more for you with their profit.
3: And Um, still charge a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) Well, not Hasbro. But um, Hot Toys definitely does. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Chris knows he just bought you that fucking Darth Maul thing.
1: <laughs> Busted.
0: It was less than that. But yeah. <laughs> I can make that sweet scene now, and you guys are going to be so jealous. I just need to find a good desert background for it.
3: let get a fucking kitty litter box and fill it with sand
0: Dude, I've learned so much like the heads are magnetized to the body and so you can like turn them wherever you want and they give you like multiple lightsabers before mall at least because you can have one ignited or both and then you can have if you want want it to be um, able to turn on the lightsaber the light you have to have a specific arm connected because there's a battery in the forearm Oh, oh my God. I've yeah, I've watched YouTube videos and it's fucking awesome, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the shit,
3: folks. That like keeps us children. I don't know, man. This is all healthy, good shit, man. I love it. Yeah, what I'm
0: hearing about. Yeah, it does. It keeps you happy, it keeps you living. It's good.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, look at all like the toys and shit that we just collect over the years. It's awesome.
0: We still play with it. Mhm. Mhm. Hey, um, I'm gonna end the news with something funny. And um we we've talked about this this guy on the podcast before. And it it came up more prominently lately because of Star of Celebration when we saw that parade of um, ice cream makers going yeah. through. <laughs> uh what's the guy's name?
1: Will Roe Hood. Will Roe Hood. Yeah, Will, that's Will, right.
0: Hood. Will Roe Hood. And then we saw this other like this other cosplay amidst it like three four people doing it and it's this dude wearing like (laughs) nothing literally wearing nothing but like shoes and a like pair of pink really short shorts or boxers And, and, and white rim sunglasses yes white rim sunglasses and an oven mitt or two you can't oh, yeah, see his other hold, hand. Yeah, because
3: he's holding the boom I bet that boom arm is pretty goddamn hot. Oh, That's yeah. why it's with the oven mitts.
0: Yep. So it's the guy. There's a picture of behind the scenes in Tunisia when they're filming some uh, a scene on Tatooine with Luke and the and his speeder, with C-3PO and R2 in the back. And you see him standing there behind the cameraman, and he's holding it, and he's got the oven mitt, and he's got, like, no clothes on, essentially. <laughs> So there was these few people in this at cosplaying this at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and it was fucking hilarious. You see, some people be like, "What the hell is he?" and like googling, googling, Googling. Oh, oh my god! It's anyway, the dude. so recently, uh, a guy from ABC News caught up to the guy, <laughs> the guy that was doing this in that picture, and his name is... Hold on, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Ken Nightingall. Oh, Kenneth! You know how old this guy is now? He's 90. He's, He's fucking 90 years old. It looks like a pretty good pretty good 90 years old. I mean, in the picture, he looks like a strapping young lad, but... <laughs> yeah, and the, the, they showed a recent picture of him. and He looks... Yeah, he looks 90. But, uh... Right. <laughs> he had a couple quotes that were funny. It was he's he's like I think it's very nice that people are like into him and that they seem to like it. Good for them. And then he said, <laughs> very, "Very very English thing to say." <laughs> well done. Um, he said it was very very hot in response to like his wardrobe cho- war no shit wardrobe choice yeah. <laughs> You got bright pink
3: shorts
0: on. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, I think they. It said they took a hundred people out there, so he was one of those. And it got really hot. So what are you gonna do? Damn. Fucking. So here's
3: here's a here's an interesting thought, because um, you know somebody went through the effort to look like this guy and come to celebration with the, all of this shit just to recreate that. What if like spontaneously recreating scenes is the new cosplay like fe- like cool fun thing to do at celebration only a celebration stuff like that where you know you have like the 50 Row hoods that run through in this guy or three of these guys i feel like i saw what if you just have like you know 12 people in the photo dress exactly period specific to that whole thing and a <laughs> couple of them even bring a couple of props and just like just go just like randomly set up somewhere and like boom Captures the, yeah. yeah, it's I'm looking, like, kind of one of the things. And the the whole thing would be like, oh, where are they going to go today? And what like cool little scene, like which photo are they going to like recreate that someone's going to snapshot with a drone? Boom. That, Look at that'd that. That'd be awesome. Someone yeah. fucking make money off of that, please. And I'm, I'm more, looking please. at a
0: dude holding something up. I think it was like a piece of white wall to reflect light. But anyway, he's wearing yeah, a mirror board thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing like Adidas or something, blue jeans. His shirt, I think was a long sleeve <laughs> shirt is completely off. He's got it tied <laughs> around his neck and he's wearing a beret. Scarf. He's wearing a beret and glasses. These weird yeah. sunglasses like who,
3: who some dude's going to fucking cosplay that guy.
0: That <laughs> yeah, they're going to recreate that shit. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah.
3: That's,
0: they're going to be running thing, around man. with that giant board.
3: It, yeah. Like, come on, you could totally see that, especially in scenes like behind the scenes stuff where there's maybe only like six people in shot, a little bit more easier to do or something like that. I could totally see that happening. Yep, me too. They've taken it there already. They're already cosplaying these random ass dudes. Like, take it that next step. Recreate the whole scene.
0: Agreed. We challenge everybody out there cosplay that entire scene in that photo yeah. <laughs> this this
3: actual specific scene someone should do that there's a lot of interesting characters in this
0: mm-hmm. brilliant yep all Bloody right brilliant man so uh we have we're gonna go over Thrawn now Thrawn treason which is the final mm. book is the final book do we know um i think it is i think it is that's yeah. the vibe i get anyway
3: I mean, that's what they say. There really wasn't... I I don't think there was an announcement of it being a trilogy. I mean, I think he's just going to write. I mean, there's still way more story to tell.
0: Well, it ends... And this is not a spoiler. It ends clearly going right back into Rebels, the cartoon.
3: Literally, yes.
0: So it makes sense for it to be the last. Mm -hmm. Um, And it all explains... Why he was away from Rebels, the cartoon, for a while. Uh, uh, Chris, you saw Rebels, all of it.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Um, so you you saw that he was gone for a while. So this this series, well, this book, maybe some of the previous one or all the previous one, explains yeah, was, why he was gone for a period of time.
3: It, exactly. This book, he he mentions at the beginning. This books takes place right after harrison doula is captured and she's uh. being held by governor price on Lethal, that is when this book begins and then when they all get busted out and they destroy the whole place and i think that's when kane and Jarrus dies that's when thrawn comes back and this is when um, Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry <laughs> i mean come on if you haven't fucking seen rebels yet go fuck off right <laughs> um that's when he dies and then this book ends because, like, Thrawn's back on the scene. So.
0: No, he doesn't die. He's going to be one of the Force ghosts at the end of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. We'll see that bastard in there. <laughs> um, so the book, it, it brings a... So well, you wait, 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 thing, wait. Or, um, what do you got? Keep going, keep going.
0: Um, so we have this and emails next. Um, I think we're going to hold off... We'll see what we got time for. We'll yeah, see what we'll see we got what we got time for, time for because yeah, I, we have I three I be, emails. I, I can be pretty quick with we this. We got really long. No, I, I want to talk about it, too. I'm, I'm, pff, I am all about Thrawn Treason. It's so good. Oh, heard, heard. Um So we're going to throw up a spoiler warning in case you plan on reading Thrawn Treason. So, yeah, um, it
3: just it just did literally come out. So
0: Yeah, a week ago. You're so, going well, in
3: deep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going for Piss
0: so chris doesn't read things without pictures and (laughs) so we're trying to get him to read the comic at least and comics but we're trying to get him to get into comics Ah, fuck all (laughs) so anyway here's a spoiler alert once more the sith will rule the
1: galaxy and we shall have spoilers
0: all right so james go ahead Well, <laughs> let me
3: tell you. As you say, the book starts. Um, there's sort of a general meeting. You know, Thron's call back. He talks about the capture of Harrison Dula. Is um, a meeting between. <clears throat> well, I guess the issue is the funding for his tie defender program is going to get stripped away in favor of Project Stardust, which we all know is the Death Star. So Thrawn is all pissed off about it and demands an audience with the Emperor to, to like figure out what the fuck's going on here. Or some, you know, that's how it starts. The meeting between uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, Grand Admiral Thrawn, this Grand Admiral Savick, Um and Savik. <Sivit>. Uh, Savik, yeah, Savik. I keep wanting to say Savik from you know Christie Alley from Star Trek to the Rathicon. Anyways, and a uh, director Krennic. So we see uh, Orson Krennic here. Woo! Shout out.
0: Can I, can I uh, inter, uh, interrupt just for a second? Yeah. yeah. Can uh, you
3: intercourse here? Sure.
0: Intercourse. Uh, so you read it on paper. I listened to it. Um, Mark Thompson, amazing voice actor. He should be in more than just audiobooks. But anyway, his voice for Admiral Savit sounds exactly like Sean Connery, and I loved it. Also... Oh, really? His voice for Admiral Arlani sounds like Edna Mode from uh, <laughs> The Incredibles. <laughs> That's awesome. I just thought I'd throw this couple things in there because yeah, I sure. thought it was amusing. And his his impression of Director Krennic, I thought was great. I mean, someone from Australia would probably be like, "Oh, that was awful, but I liked it a lot."
3: Nice. All right, I I Next time I come over to visit, I want to go check the, I want to check this out because yeah. I always have like in my mind envisioned what I would imagine this person to be. And I imagine having the voice makes it a little bit easier because you're thinking like, oh, yeah, this guy looks like Sean Connery. Yeah. Old yeah, yeah, chiseled, yeah. grizzled guy, which makes sense given that he's apparently this super conservative guy that doesn't believe in all these big projects like the Death Star. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so Thrawn makes his case of, like, why the fuck you taking all my money from my starter, for my, uh, TIE, FI, TIE Defender program, bitch. And, um, there have been issues apparently with, like, supply chains and shit like that that Orson credit has been trying to deal with. Um, like, uh, this, this species called the Gralix, which is, like, a offshoot of the Minox, have been attacking these, uh, freighters carrying shipments and supplies for Project Stardust, the Death Star. And, um, some of them have been malfunctioning and like hyperspace jumping away and just never to be seen again. So basically the all end result is, um, grandma or director Krennic says, if grand Admiral Thrawn can't solve my, uh, problem in one week, then, uh, he doesn't deserve to keep his tie defender funding kind of thing.
0: So I, I have a Don. Um, so I, I thought I thought this part was cool at first and the way it ended up was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Because um D- uh director Krenick, who we all love, because Mendo. Yeah. Uh sent an envoy, essentially, assistant director Ronin, mm. who on the um audiobook sounds like a prissy like you know has that imperial accent like oh well you want to do that and i'm gonna fuck you up anyway my dad's gonna sue you yeah 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 that kind of guy real chad type yeah so um yeah so he sends him to make sure thrawn like I'll does his job the does yeah. his job but like also maybe if you can hinder it It'd be awesome so that the Death Star can, can, so they can win this debate, and the Death Star can get the funding, and his tie defenders do not, or at first at least.
3: Yeah, it's basically uh, they're just fighting over resources. So, like in any kind of you know military based economy, it's just however many resources you can dole out for it. And Stardust is consuming a lot, but they're wasting a lot because of this Gralic problem. And they say, well, Thrawn, you're such a tactical genius. You fix this shit right now. And you've earned to keep your TIE Defender funding. So he sends his guide assistant director Ronan to, you know, you know, don't, don't help him too much if he fails, because we get to keep the money anyways, and then try to solve it ourselves based on whatever information you can glean by being a shadow for a week.
0: Right. So, so my gripe, knowing the ending of it, um, is it comes down to wording of this deal, like the wording like uh, like like uh at the end Ronan is asked tell us what you think who wins who does does thron complete his mission and he's like no but he yeah, does real. he really does yes. he completes it but he doesn't because the wording was like he he needs to eradicate the grolix
3: Right, not determine what was causing the Growlix to be there in the first place, yeah. which was this whole conspiracy. Um, this Grand Admiral Savik was siphoning off like supplies for all these terrible lasers to use on their own ships and stuff because big projects like the Death Star, these massive planet-killing machines tend to not really work out. You know, just in general, when you like build like the one big thing to solve everyone's problem, something always goes wrong with it, hence, you know, we have Death Star one and Death Star Two. But yeah. it was it was really kind of an interesting way that again, like Timothy Zahn like masterfully like just sews all the lines together in such a fluid way that, you know, Thrawn is this brilliant tactical genius with a few maybe uh, helpful things along the way, being like, okay, this was kind of a stretch, but it works, so okay, we're going to run with it. Like, you know, anticipating that Thrawn just knows absolutely everything can never be wrong kind of thing. Yet, when we see him in Rebels, he seems to be thwarted by uh, um, Which, Phoenix Squadron. There's,
0: there's just, tidbits in the book that make you think he did that on purpose. Yeah, and that's,
3: that's kind of a cop-out. I don't know. Put no, them the same way. No, honestly, know.
0: like I don't think he liked the way the emperors was thinking. Like his his just goals. So he mm. was looking for an avenue out and this was a way to do it. Which is what happened in Rebels. I'm talking about yeah. the whales. Yeah. And if you think yeah. about it, okay, uh this is getting deeper into my thoughts. Um see. with the space whales. Which we all make Her. fun which we all make fun of. <laughs> Heard. Uh, they are they use that chemical which is mentioned in this book that the Grolics are attracted to. They use that Fluzon thirty six. Uh
3: Cluzon. Yeah. yeah. Cluzon
0: whatever it is what's called. Uh, I hear it. I don't read it. Um, <clears throat> the not those Grolics use they love to eat it. But the yeah. the Purgles, a.k.a. space whales, use it to jump into hyperspace. So, oh, Thrawn already oh. had experience with this chemical. So, you're thinking, maybe he actually intended for Ezra to take him away. It makes you wonder, oh, right? Ah, Yeah,
3: right? yeah. Because, because he knows that You know, the Empire is doomed. He needs to defend the Chiss ascendancy, so why not bring a Jedi with him who he could potentially manipulate into helping him, you know, protect the galaxy? Ooh, that's some deep shit. I like that.
0: Yeah, because you know Thrawn isn't, like, pure evil. He's just pure... He's, like, lawful... like, lawful neutral. He's extremely lawful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: that's interesting. No, I, I like I like that interesting aspect about it. Huh. I didn't quite think of it that way. I mean that'd be a real fucking stretch though. I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I mean, but so let's talk about the bad guy real quick. Uh the Grisks. Um wow, that's a so... huge okay, so Chris. Have you heard of these Yo. guys? Who? The Grisk. No. They're the bad guys, the antagonists in these in these thrawn trilogy books. Um, they're like and, the
0: Borg of Star Trek. Ish. The grisk. They're like from the grisk, from far yeah. away. They're not like exactly like them, but they're from far away. You don't know much about them.
3: Do we do we know what they look like? Describe just, them to me. They describe them in the book. They kind of look like narrow faces, like facial tattoos, and they in, sort of inspire through like coerce through fear rather than just through sheer violence, kind of thing. Like they're like the Yuzun Vong and the old Expanded Universe uh, books, you know, Galaxy Invaders, just looking to subjugate and enslave
1: Invaders! Em- Sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bit of Iron Man for you then? Cool. <laughs> so I, I I don't know if they're trying to set these guys up. And there was an article earlier. Um, Screen I'll rant. Try to, yeah, thank you. Um, who was saying, like, are they setting up the bad guy post-episode 9? I don't know. That that'd be a big be a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be more realistic to see a continuation of the Rebels cartoon with just Thrawn and Ezra mm-hmm. and they take care of the Grisk thing like way off in a yeah. separate book series. They have to team up.
0: Oh, Thrawn and yeah. Ezra team up. Boom. That's like a mm-hmm. that's like a Anakin and Thrawn team up that we saw, but like better.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool cuz Ezra would probably be about the same age as Eli Vanto. mm mm-hmm. Mhm hmm oh. which would be kind of cool to see the two of those interact you know what I mean like could that uh, that's gonna if if Timothy Zahn's gonna write another Thrawn book it's gonna be it's gonna be what happens when he and Ezra go fucking shooting off into the willy wags
0: so those that now, don't did they take well sorry. sorry go on so those that don't know Eli Vanto is a prominent character in the first book of this trilogy where, who Thrawn pulls under his wing. He was a cadet. Yeah, he recognizes his abilities in seeing, in, in recognizing patterns within data. Which, mm. which correlates to like everything in the military and life. So like, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. an amazing person. And brings him up under his wing and then puts him into the chiss, his, he's a chiss. His own people. He's,
3: yeah, he sends him back to the Ascendancy, yeah. to this Admiral Arlani, who's just mentioned on, like, one page at the end of the first book, but is featured prominently in this book.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Edna Edna.
3: Yep. The... That was, uh, that's really cool. So he's sort of, like, a, again, like, he's an Imperial, right? All Imperials are, quote-unquote, bad guys, but he's not a bad guy.
0: Right. Not, so every, pretty... not every Imperial's bad. They just... They fight for peace and justice.
3: You know, you got to think, like most of them, like with all cases, you know, everyone's driven by fanatics. You know, there's always people who are just like, listen, man, I just want to do my job and bring peace to my little corner of the universe and call it good, you know?
0: Especially when they don't know that their emperor is a dark lord of the Sith.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's usually a, a downer right
0: there. Minor factor. Minor. Um,
3: so anyways, so we yeah. have the Grists here. They're invading the galaxy. First, you know, because it was mentioned that they tried to sneak in by Batu during Thrawn alliances when we were talking about that book with Vader there. So they were there pre Clone Wars era and early on original trilogy era. And now they see them in this, like, very core sector of the empire, like starting to exert influence and then start. Because what happened was this Grand Admiral Savik was uh, siphoning off all these supplies, the Gris came in. And started siphoning off of those guys, so they yeah. basically took over this little pirate operation. It's like
0: a tertiary fuck up,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked tertiary fuck up. So Thrawn uncovered basically a Grisk invasion as well as like conspiracy within Grand Admiral Savik to undermine the Empire. Um, and throughout all this, like. Admiral Arlani and Eli Vanto are on the um, – was it the Steadfast? Oh, gosh, I can't remember yes, the name Step of the fast. ship. Yes, Steadfast. Yep, you're Thank right. you. Uh, the Chiss warship under the commander of Admiral Arlani. And um, they're there. They have their own like, subplot lines and stuff like that. Um, but you know they hand, help handle the Grisk threat and coincidentally come meet Thrawn and them at the same time. They're chasing the same Grisk warship inside uh, Imperial space. Um, the the whole thing was really cool, so in the end Did you like defeated, it I loved it. I thought it was great i, I liked it a lot better than Thrawn alliances yeah. alliances I felt was really hard to follow at times um I had a hard time meeting um like trying to check out like um, just trying to like stay stay on target with all this shit and just trying to figure all this stuff out like there were a lot of things going on at once, so it was pretty it was pretty rough. But with this one, like it was clear, it was concise. They, they didn't introduce like too many like cool little like um, um, teasery bits in it. But they did interject like uh, a couple references. You know, there are twelve grand admirals, which was yes. old canon. Now they do. Yep.
1: Yep.
3: So there are only twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, the yt twenty four hundred freighter that was Dash Rendar's from Shadows of the Empire video mentioned. game, but yep. that was mentioned. But. Is already in there because he's featured in one of the episodes of Rebels. Um, and then uh, Captain Paleon, he commands the Harbinger. So we were introduced to him as an awesome character. Okay, so that, that's um, a
0: huge thing. Okay, so he was first introduced in Can actually in Rebels. So correct, um, yeah. in that in Rebels, final episode, one line, yeah, one, one line. line He's like Captain Paleon, pull in your starter story somewhere, or whatever. I don't know what he told. Yeah, but... he's committing the harbinger. But like when I heard that, I was like, "What the fuck!" Like every kid watching <laughs> it was like, "Whatever." But I was like, "What, what the hear? fuck?" Did I uh, get pa- Captain Paleon? No.
1: Is your reaction a... <laughs> again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the fuck? The <laughs> fuck. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So in in the Heir to the Empire trilogy and beyond, right? Every right. every was like his Star most Wars.
3: Loyal book. guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Peleon. He was always Thrawn's number two guy. And maybe as like, you know, Commodore Faro gets transferred somewhere else or whatever, but um yeah. Paleon now again becomes his number two guy. Yep. Like through the next like book series with Excuse me. Ezra Thron Palian like all this shit that's going to be happening. I'm very excited about. I can't wait to see it go down.
0: Well, like in in Legends he was uh he commanded the Remnant. The Imperial, the Imperial remnant.
3: remnant. Oh yeah, it was a yeah, he was super prominent character. Uh, also, very like into Admiral Dalla, the Tassi Dala, which was Ooh, another great yeah. EU character that I'd love to see brought in at some point. Um, maybe he's her, again, too her,
0: soon. Wait, wait, soon. wait, wait, wait. Her dad is canon, I think, from Tarkin. No, it's icehard, Oh, you're right, Ishard. Yeah, you're side. right. I'm thinking Eisar. Yeah, I
3: Because yeah. yeah, um, she's the, the intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Armand Eisar, Armand, something like that. I always kept thinking Armani. But anyways, um, yeah, this book introduced the Grisk as still, like, a major threat to the galaxy. So, again, we're left with Eli Vanto still with the Chiss, Um This assistant director, Roden, Krennic's number two guy, now also with the Chiss. So he's just not going to yeah. show back up to work, and everything's going to be alright with it, which is, like, whatever. But, um, that'll be interesting. So, clearly there is a lot more story to tell there, and I really, again, feel like this... This is going to tie into another book series, and this is how we're going to bring Eli, um, not Eli Vanto, uh Ezra Bridger, back into it. Like, I think we'll see another rebel series where they're out there, but then they're fighting the Grisks. That's why we never see yeah. Sopatana. Like her and Sabine, they're all out there and fighting. You know, because that's why we never hear about ah. them afterwards. It's always just Harrison Dula we hear about, like an Alphabet Squadron. Uh, in in the Aftermath series, because Ahsoka Tano and Sabine is out there as Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn in a new Rebels series.
0: Yeah, And and Chris, if you did not know, Thrawn, this trilogy um, brought to us that the Chiss, which is the race of Thrawn, um, have been navigating throughout the Unknown Regions by using Force sensitive female children mm. chiss because they for some reason at a young age they have this ability and they can they can navigate in the unknown because everything's fluctuating i guess like it's hard to, yeah, navi- it's all, it's not fixed. It, yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 dynamic yeah that's the right word right anyway mm-hmm. um so you have to like constantly change as you're traveling in light speed um, And in the book, Vader actually does it for the Chimera. Anyway, so there's a force element to it, too. So, like, with Thrawn meeting Ezra, like, it's just going to... I just think there's a lot of factors, like, with his knowledge of the force and that third sight or whatever... I think yeah, that's
3: what they call it. They call it third sight. It's like the premonition, the ability to see things before they happen. That's why Vader could do it. Yeah. And the Chiss children have it genetically between eight and like late teens, early 20s, and it fades away, which yeah. is very interesting. Is, uh, is Sheev involved in any of this? He...
0: Uh, as far as we've read, he doesn't know about them. But um, we... From what we've read in the books, the translation for the name of these children is Skywalkers.
1: Fuck oh, cool. off.
0: Yeah. That's canon. Yep.
3: Yep. It's very interesting. <laughs> Listen to that <laughs> sigh.
0: <laughs> it's ruined it. It's fucking ruined it. Well, I, I mean, it makes kind of sense because they're – Travel like they navigate for all that they right. they have to have one of these 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 child these these children yeah, yeah these kids like on their ship to navigate for them like they don't yeah. use computers they use a literal child and they, the
1: kids are out right with that is it they like prisoners yeah. or something or yeah I
0: mean I mean they're they're like a, they're the same no. race is there, there's no pedo
1: shit going on is it
0: no uh, no it's like a job because
3: they're <laughs> super protected. Um, yeah I mean but, no, no. Also,
0: but then also they're
3: like, too, like no, no no like the chist, like the whole culture the is treat like, them right. complete like loyalty and like values like and, it's like, a
0: religion so yeah yeah they, they, yeah, like they every, treat everybody, really, everybody really well
3: role to protect their species and everything else and they have this gift so they're of this high regard but at the end of it they one of the girls who I think has an affection to Eli Vonder so you notice her name is Vanya yeah all right hold that thought so so she tells eli vancho's like listen if it looks like we're gonna get captured or whatever you need to kill me like i cannot fall and like suffer like with you the know, griff do this yeah. exactly so it's like that sort of high regard shit of like you no one's allowed to like you know you have to protect them so her name is vanya i wonder if that's the same vanya who's the cosplayer Rattle and Burn that we interviewed at celebration because she's a super Thrawn fan Mm -hmm. she's a super throng cosplayer we have her interview on our facebook page um and she i'm pretty sure she knows timothy's on pretty well because she sees her my like every single show
0: yeah
3: i wonder if he like took her name to like use it in there it'd be interesting that Ooh. Should get her on here and question her about this. That's
0: a great question. Yeah. Wow.
3: Because she's a super. Because it's not uncommon for authors to take superfans, their names, put them in books. Stephen King has my mother-in-law's first name in one of his books because he had her in one of his classes at the University of Maine when he taught English there. Like authors will take you know people from the that they know they want to like honor in some way. Maybe I wonder if that was. On purpose.
0: Which I well, I'm Claudia saying. Gray did that for Christian Harloff in her book Bloodline. Yeah. When, yeah. when she made Harloff minor. Cock. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> He's but, a demanding um, prick. He wants what he deserves, right, Chris? Mm-hmm.
1: Did so I? Think- um, did I want? Did I see a picture of Thrawn once with long hair?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you did.
1: Like ripped yeah. to foot, looking like proper metal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: yep that's
1: What's where they, all
0: That's I assume that's where they found him on that planet right? That,
3: yeah so the, the beginning of the series he's deserted on this um, planet all by himself and this imperial patrol discovers him right and then he like through his clever antics gets aboard the imperial ship demonstrates that this is a super fucking intelligent guy and that he's brought before the emperor and then all the rest is history Oh. but it turns out he was there on purpose and wanted to be discovered by the Imperials because the Chiss Ascendancy, his his race, his government, has an interest in learning about the Empire and like what's going on in the other part of the galaxy. Just because they want to make sure that if they're stable, they're protected. If they're crazy warmongers, they need to be, you know, defending themselves. So there's that sort of ulterior motive of them sort of like inserting themselves in via Thrawn to try to like figure out what the fuck's going on. Are these people a threat to us? And how can we protect the galaxy and etc. cetera, et cetera. Yep. You got any Gungans in it.
0: No. Millions.
3: Blue, blue Gungans. Blue-skinned Gungans with red horns. <laughs> ar- <laughs> <laughs> that would be so weird.
0: Boss ask yeah, for the win.
3: That's Thrawn treason. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really loved it. Again, just really great. Writing. Well, okay. Like, um,
0: so I I loved it way more than the first two. Like like yeah. if the first one was a five out of ten, if it was, the second one would be like a three out of ten. Mm-hmm. The third one would be like an eleven out of ten. It was crazy awesome. Like I, I was glued to it the entire time. I think because yeah. you got all that character development out of the way, development out of the way, and it was like early just fucking right. action.
3: Mm-hmm. What's See, on the, the cover? Clerk.
0: What's that? What's on the cover?
3: Oh, I'll show you. It's. Uh...
0: I think it's the Emperor and Thrawn, right? It is. So that, that brings me to more of what yeah. I'm gonna talk about. So That's in, the next one. Yeah. In the epilogue yeah. it it goes over it it, yeah. it shows the scene of Shiv and Thrawn talking to each other. And you yeah. get the yeah. general vi- and it's from Shiv's stand uh, point of view. And he has no idea what Thrawn's loyalty is. Because Thrawn is he's got his loyalty to his own people and he's got his official loyalty to the empire, which as when you go through the book, he won't break his loyalty to the empire. Like he won't do it, but he will kind of bend it. You know
3: what I mean? Well, he's, he'll let him get away with anything because right now he's a great asset to the empire.
0: He's huge asset.
3: Yeah. yeah, and there was one. There was one point he mentioned too. Like, um, uh, where is it? Uh, if Thrawn committed treason against the Empire, he would surely die. If he was loyal to the Empire, perhaps he could be persuaded or manipulated into treason against the Chiss ascendancy. Yeah, and then and then again from the Emperor's point of view, another intriguing thought. But one that would require additional meditation, but then now he focuses to the Lothal Rebels and the young yeah. Jedi Ezra Bridger.
0: Yeah, Ezra like takes up his entire attention at that point. So right. I, I think I think that's like good timing. It's the force, you know? It's the mm-hmm. living force mm-hmm. working their magic on Palpatine to keep it balanced. They're keeping Ezra right there to distract him from Thrawn. I mm-hmm. it's all right there. Um, so I, I got some pointer. I got some points that I wanted to mention about the book in general. Uh, I loved it, obviously, and like I've already mentioned, it's amazing. It kept me enthralled the whole way. You had this, this the the overall question of the title the entire way, right? Mm. Treason. From treason. Like who? Is going to be committed a treason. The entire time you're asking that question, like, is it Thrawn? Is it... Well, you're, assu- you're assuming it's going to be Thrawn. Yeah, Because exactly. you're like,
3: fuck, what is he going to do that's going to piss everybody off? And, like, how is he going to get out of it? But he still doesn't do it. He rides the line mm-hmm. of being completely loyal to the Empire while also serving the Ascendancy's best interests.
0: Exactly. It's like a giant game of chess. It's yeah. amazing to read. I love it. And, and you get thrown at, like, a, a moth. Uh, what's mm. her name? Haveland. and yeah. and you're like, okay, it's her. Oh no, it's not. And then you get now it's this this Grand Admiral, and then it's him, and it's like, oh my god, great reading. I fucking love it. Everyone should read it. Also, Grisk, mm. the new threat. It's the Borg of Star Wars, right? Um, Could be. Also, our Admiral Aralani of the Chiss mentioned in a sentence. That I think it was Arulani, it could be someone else, it could be Thrawn. But it was said that the Gris are threats to the Chis Ascendancy, but there are other threats the Gris and other threats. That's how the sentence was worded. There's other threats out there. In the unknown right. regions, so there's fucking um, like unlimited. I mean, that
3: could that could also have been like very rhetorical as well. let be like, there's always going to be a threat out there for it. But I mean, I I, I don't it see it all any big. issue with them like phrasing it this way because you always have to leave it open for another plot, some other mm-hmm. way, you know, time down the line. But I mean, great book. I mean, I just, yeah, that's why I was talking about want to buy Rebels again because I want to rewatch all that shit.
0: Yep. So. um... Unlimited threats out in the unknown regions. Lastly, the fucking this is this is big for the Empire. I like if you like the Empire, you dress up in the five oh first. This is this gives you a lot of ammunition for love for the Empire because this book gives you a great sense of like the different departments within the within a Star Destroyer. You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like sensors, weapons, and like they, it tells you their their leaders within the departments, and then sometimes below them, and uh, it gives a more description
3: of the hierarchical structure.
0: Yeah, the command structure of the ship, their relationships yeah. within the command structure of the ship. Yeah, and Thrawn, it actually has a couple scenes where Thrawn observes this skill and lack of skill and, like, tells yeah. his Commodore, which was uh, Pharaoh, I believe. Commodore Pharaoh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, like, tells her, oh, well, you need to see if this person's up for promotion and this person needs more training. Like, he is, like, on it as a yeah. Grand Admiral, which is crazy. Yeah. And, and, that's why,
3: and That's why his troops love him so much.
0: Oh, yeah, and that brings me to my, to my next point, which is, which is troop loyalty. He has, like, the best troop loyalty in, like, the Empire as a whole. Like, everyone swears to him because he's proven himself, like, tenfold to them. It's crazy. I I...
3: No, yeah, he he really, like, he inspires, like, the loyalty in his men that's just really awesome and what what he's really looking for. Because there was a quote um, that uh, that Savik said about Pelion. Um, It was that... uh, he was described as a good officer, but never had the degree of personal loyalty Savik liked in his subordinates. Right. Whereas, like, maybe he just didn't inspire it where Thrawn really inspires it. And then you see clearly, you know, Pelion goes to Thrawn's side at the end of the Harbinger. And then you see it at the Battle of Lothal, um mm-hmm. at the very end of the latest season of Rebels. So it's like, yeah, Thrawn is a super inspiring guy. And that's what made him such a great bad guy.
0: Yep. And good guy. Bad, good guy. I think good guy, but whatever. But yeah, what so the, it was a huge theme was loyalty. Like, mm-hmm. Thrawn's yeah. troops. And and you saw that through the eyes of Krennic's, um assistant director uh, Ronan. Ronan, yeah. Ronan. Yeah. And yeah. when he was like under guard, under Thrawn's guards and he's like, they're just, like he can't sway them. They're just under Thrawn.
3: Yep. Yep.
0: But yeah, uh I also, one last point, it was mentioned that Vader was not, as we know from the movie, A New Hope, slash Star Wars, Vader is not all for the Death Star, so uh, it was mentioned in the book that he was actually pro more the TIE Defender, Right, Vader, and the Star Dreadnought class.
3: Yeah, the Executor super star destroyer. That's exactly. what he's all into. Exactly.
0: So that was yeah. mentioned in it and so that's like, you know, kind of a a prologue to the uh, ex- Executor ex- ex- whatever it is.
3: Yeah. That is That is destroyer. fucking awesome. Yeah, and I uh it's so cool because they would have been building it at that point and it would have taken them that long up until Empire strikes back for them to finish the goddamn thing. Oh, super cool man i can't wait man more content give me yep. more things
0: agreed agreed so yeah i'm that's all my points cool so you boys like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do
3: we do we love it that's yeah, fine I, I would Great. give it like a solid eight out of ten shit cool are you serious so,
0: yeah okay eight kidding? out of ten yeah. all right uh, i go higher i loved it you ain't give it perfect man
3: because then what if something better comes out?
0: I'm going nine. And you're fucked.
3: Alright, nerd. Cool.
1: So Thrawn's from the EU, isn't he? Yes. yes. So which which version of Thrawn do you like better? Oh,
3: that's the a good EU question. version
1: or this one that you've got now.
3: It, I would say I is like it, it. Is there much difference?
1: Yeah. No.
0: Uh, in the characters, there's in the more character? there's more info in the other one.
3: There's more info and backstory on the other one. Um, in this one here, like with Rebels and stuff like that, I don't like how they made him a little too infallible to this, you know, ragtag group of um, Rebels and Jedi.
0: Space Whales.
3: And Space Whales. I don't know. I, I, I don't like how vulnerable they kind of made him in Rebels, but I, I they kind of have to because it's a fucking cartoon, for Christ's sake. Um, Although with the this... way that he was... The way he was written, though, like the way he's written in these books, and the way he's written in the EU, the same, and I and I really appreciate that. So for yeah. me, it's kind of hard to tell the difference.
1: Yeah, and Is I, it's the same guy, isn't it? Right. Yeah, Timothy on same.
0: Yep, same, same
3: author. Is it his character then? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. He's the only one that's ever written written him.
0: And I, I was originally taken back by the space wheel thing, but now that I've read this book. I'm like, maybe yeah. he was uh, planning that whole thing to be with. Uh, yeah, the whole
3: space wheel thing makes a little bit more sense to me now after reading this book, which is really weird because I fucking hate the space wheel thing.
0: Yeah, and um, he's, he's too smart for what happened to him in the Rebels cartoon.
1: There's Way drawings. too smart for that. Yeah.
0: Like, that had to yep. be his... Like, what happened to Thrawn in Rebels had to be what he planned. It had so does it where,
1: where are we, then, in, this, in the timeline? For so Rebels, for book, or... No, for this book.
0: Right before Rebels. Right before... Right before Kanan dies. That, that whole, like, Thrawn showing up.
1: Right. Yeah. So, at the end of Rebels... Ezra and Thrawn disappear, don't they?
0: Yes. Correct. I think that was all his plan. I'm and honestly, I'm almost honestly thinking, because that, that wouldn't make sense. You think that seriously. was Thrawn's plan? Yeah, I think that was his, that's his character. I think he's did that on purpose.
3: And we don't know anything past that. Correct. Right. Correct. So anything that comes next, whether it's the next Thrawn book or the next season of Rebels, it's going to be that. What happened right after that battle?
0: I'm excited for that now.
3: And, and one, another key part of it, and I, I mentioned a little earlier, Chris, is with at the end of Rebels, uh, we see like the time lapse forward where we see Ahsoka Tano and we see Sabine. And yeah. they're like, let's go find Ezra. It's time. So they leave. Which can now conveniently explains why Ahsoka Tano was seen nowhere else in, you know, the rest of the original trilogy or yeah. the after trilogy. Like, they're all off having this old adventure with Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. And one thing is, they could be fighting this new vet, this new villain, the Grisks. Could be. Yep.
1: Hmm. So did they kill him off in the EU? Did they kill Thrawn off in the EU?
3: Yes, they did.
1: Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, He's, at is the
0: he end ham, of though?
3: they, he was so <clears throat> just real quick, Chris. They, he was killed at the end of the Heir to the Empire trilogy by his bodyguard, whose species that they like betrayed the Empire, betrayed etc, etc. Brilliant! You find out in a duology of books, like fucking 15, out. What have I done? Twenty years later, he cloned himself, but then Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade killed the clone. Who? It was yep. amazing.
0: Mara Jade. Luke Mara Skywalker. Yeah, well,
3: okay. she marries him at the end of that. Oh, I'm a
1: fan of that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's right. eyes. Let's move on to email because I think we're going to do one email for the last 10 minutes. Sure. And uh, Nathan and Kelly, we will get to your emails next week when Kev is back. And we can um, fully absorb your Porg love. I mean, we and, uh, need a real. We
3: need we need a real proper asshole to, uh, to yeah. know, you know come up with crazy ideas. I mean, Chris and, loves and,
0: pork too. He'll be there too.
3: We're gonna balance the
1: pro Sizzle. pork and anti pork. Sizzle.
0: I think you'll be there, Chris. Right? Maybe.
1: Uh, I'm on holiday next week.
0: Oh, so you He's going yes. to Belgium.
1: School holidays. So you won't be there. Uh, I I don't think so. Uh, okay. So well,
0: Kev will be back for the. T- all right um so on to scruffy emails so this is from jeff pierman who is an avid listener which we know and he starts off saying he's a longtime listener so jeff we love you many time Mm. tweeter which he is thank you for that and first time emailer this is his his first email what's his tweet handle uh
3: it's the jeff pyramid
0: i think yeah i think so
1: jeff with a j or a g j what it's spelt other than a j what yeah what (laughs) where are you from fucking england (laughs) mate
3: (laughs) we don't do no g-e-o-f-f's around here the The language what language
1: do you speak so it's english motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) what they speak english and what
0: <laughs> at the j e f f p e e r m a n if you want to See, yeah yeah so mr jeff let's go through his email this is a long one folks so uh bear with me <sighs> you ready <laughs> Long-time listener, many-time tweeter, and first-time emailer got a little bored today at work, so I rewatched the Rise of Skywalker trailer and combined with last week's episode, which was actually not last week's, the week before. Two so weeks ago. Know. Yep. yep. Right. Where you guys dove into the Sith Trooper. Yeah, that was fun. It made me want to share a theory I've been working on for a while. Pertaining to the old she sheep, Yeah, baby. Oh. This could get long, so I apologize in advance. Yeah, it's quite long, Jeff. Um, we're going to end this episode because of it after this. But anyway. <laughs> so, I'll start with the Sith Trooper. Sith Trooper, he says. This isn't the first time that sith trooper has been used in star wars as we've discussed it was used in the knights of the old republic knights uh star wars the old republic storylines as the main ground troop for the sith empire that coupled with the information that the sith troopers are going to be part of an army in the rise of skywalker Leads me to believe that someone is trying to reestablish this ancient Sith Empire. Right? So, the Sith Empire during the EU Old Republic story was ruled by a man named v- v- Vitiate. It's like, yeah. 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 V, v-, yeah. v- I T I A T E. I A T E. I'm going to say Vitiate. Or Tenebrae. <laughs> Nailed it. <Yeah. laughs> uh, depending on the point in the timeline. He caused Malik and Revan to betray the Jedi Order in Knights of the Royal Republic by dominating their minds. And if you've played Knights of the Royal Republic, which is a video game, you know how that story ends. And we have played i played it, right? Have you played it, James? Yeah, yeah, i played the fuck okay. out of it. All right. Chris? What? Have you played it? No. Played what? was nice Lego, nice yes. of the best Republic. game ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice, right?
3: <laughs> Contour, <laughs> no, nah, mate, no, <nah>, not me. <laughs> no RPG guy.
1: It's okay. But also,
0: like
3: to, to summarize, like the re- the remainder of this, like um, it goes on to say, like I think with Jeff saying, like there's the whole. You have your mind that 's sort of dominated by the Emperor because he caused Malak and Rabbit to betray the Jedi Order. This is the Knights of the Old Republic flash forward to Star Wars, the Old Republic, the massive multiplayer o- online game like your mind 's dominated by the Emperor, so like, is the Emperor part of this whole Sith empire that 's like sort of the plan that like the big like well, the big plan is what we 're looking at, like the contingency because there 's also like this third group. Um, there's this empire in the unknown regions called the Eternal Empire. So, like when we found out that that guy, um, Valcorian, I think his name was, like, he was like taken over by the Emperor's spirit because he like kept dying and stuff like that because they just kept fighting. I'm wondering, like, you know, is this like a blood thing that's needed for him to sort of like go forth and 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 like. You know, thinking that, like, Valcorian, the Emperor, the Spirit of the Emperor, once to assign uh, ascent to a higher plane, like, existentially. I don't know. Do we see, like, tie ins between this and the Emperor Shi Palpatine? I don't know. I, I, I think we it. do. I, re- I think we do, like, in a lot of ways. Um,. I think there's like because there's always a contingency plan. Like the emperor just isn't going to die. His spirit's going to go somewhere else. Like it's there's always another plan, and we know Palpine's going to be in this in some form. So what's going to be? It's going to be some kind of spirit. Like he is going to have to like take his spirit and put it into another body for it to go on. And that's what happened in the Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars: The Old Republic series. I, like and so, flashing forward, you say, you know, to the Clone Wars era, where Palpatine sort of pitting everyone against one another—the trade, the um, the Confederation of Independent Systems, and the and the Republic. Like, and all of a sudden, he just sort of takes over at the end because you know everyone's too weak to fight him at that point. I think there are a lot of good comparisons. I think that there is going to be some tie in to like the Sith empire that was out in the unknown regions. I don't know if it's still going to be around. I think it's just going to be sort of like an inspiration that they have through a bunch of Sith holocrons that they may have found, like this like vast repository of knowledge that Sheev Palpatine discovered and like found out how to like extend his life force into potentially whatever it is in the rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah. So Jeff Jeff brings up that There's a lot of parallels between the storytelling of Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars the Old Republic with what we're seeing right now uh, with the Tarkin book and all that. And I think we should not be surprised if it follows the same path and we see Either a Palpatine version of the Sith Emperor from the games, like, uh, what's his name? Like I tried to pronounce earlier. And um, him moving forward. Like or something. Yeah, yeah. Moving forward beyond it. So, I, I love his theory because it, like, parallels it, but will it, like, matter to the generic. Moviegoer, no,
3: I know. I the thing is, all I, I and we've I've said this before. Like this is the perfect, like this is an example of a really great way to tile all this the stuff together. But you gotta remember, like the producers, they're not that the shit, clever. They're not that clever. They're not that clever.
0: I mean, Pablo is public definitely. okay
3: i'm not saying that everyone isn't clever but it, <laughs> will it get past to the normal consumers view like is it going to get to your tv no i don't think so i think this is too deep for it even though this is a fucking amazing explanation dude and i fucking love it i really i i see all of the i see all the same like similarities to this that you're that you're calling out here like you're you're wondering like you know is is she palpatine possessed by the ancient sith emperor through the whole Darth Bane thing on that trilogy of passing on your existence from yourself to your apprentice. So you just sort of live a really odd immortality. I don't know, you know, the contingency of him destroying all these systems. So like fuel, like all the, you know, to fuel the dark side of the force of all the suffering to like help build up his spirit. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's possible. I mean, lot, you, it if you execute
0: possible. it right in a movie, where she, the ghost, is just like preaching Ray, and he's like, "Yes, I've been having this plan to like <laughs> do all of this death in the galaxy, and it's just feeding my rebirth. Like this is how it is. Like, uh, and and, and you, like it just shows scenes of the Star Killer base destroying planets, and the contingency plan." Destroying yeah, planets, and you're like, oh yeah, I could believe that, right? Like yeah. it feeds into that dark force energy, and you know that that whole balance between dark side and light side. I don't know. It's all it's all fucking theories, and could be cool, but are they focus, that focused? Sophisticated I mean, remember, to do it?
3: Remember, guys, we also have Star Wars: The Dark Empire trilogy. Where we have a clone of Palpatine that comes back and converts Luke Skywalker, our hero, to the dark side. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this hey, is a whole in this in this comic book, the clone of the Emperor who has all of his memories downloaded to him from you know whatever whatever plot plot device uh, converts. Corrupts Luke Skywalker to the dark side. He's his apprentice for these series of comic books. And they not cause soon. a lot of, like, wreckage and havoc and shit like that. Um, this is that's a real dark... thing. That exists. It's a, real... a real thing. Like, yeah. all these... This was old. This is old <sighs> Legends. And Thrawn is legends. in it? Like, legend... No, Thrawn is not in it. Oh, I thought um, it was. This right. is all... Or maybe he's mentioned. But this is all old, like, EU canon that's now Legends. Like, it's not real. Thankful name. for that. But the plot device of the emperors (laughs) being there to corrupt our lead person, you know, whether it's Ray or Ben or whomever, like that plot device is there.
0: Well, just to end it, um, I'm going to read his last paragraph. Go Uh, Jeff. He says, once again, I apologize for the length, just my bored thoughts at work while I'm, uh, wiring houses. And while I know this is way too thought out for them to actually be going this route, it's fun to imagine, right?
3: Fuck Uh, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, right. I would also like to officially put my name on the list for a Scruffy Podcaster shirt.
3: Ooh, that's seven. Oh, my God. We got three more. I might just do it anyways. and Just fucking order them. Yeah, just do it. All right, guys. T-shirt's coming soon. Um, It says... You put Uh, your name on this for a T-shirt, but what fucking size are you, man?
0: uh, That's true. Oh, really? Tell us. Well, we we can start a T public site. You want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll 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 figure something out. We'll do something. We'll we'll do something. We'll do something. Um, I hope all of you are doing well, and may the force be with you. P.S. James, Thrawn treason comes out on the twenty third. Ah.
3: I know. So this is timestamped July 18th. Sorry for it taking so long to get to you. But yeah, dude. So I had forgotten that uh, I had ordered this book. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, the Thrawn book. Did I order that? And all of a sudden it just appeared on my doorstep. I'm like, oh, yeah. I did order and pay for that already. Like, what the fuck is this thing I'm getting from Amazon? I have no idea what it is. But, but yeah, man, thanks for the email. really appreciate that, dude. I Thrawn hype for sure. And I really like the Palpatine theory.
0: That's what babies do to you, dude. Yeah, man. They I take... am.
3: I am on cloud nine in the weirdest kind of way.
0: They're like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan." That's right.
3: Mm-hmm. Heard and seen.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, so that concludes all I have on Thrawn and the news. So uh, anything for you, Chris? Anything else? I no. say, do you have any? Do you have any theories about
3: who the next bad guy after this? Trilogy Saga concludes. Who that bad guy's going to be? Uh, i got no idea what you guys
1: have just been talking about for the past hour, so...
3: I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm good. James the Hutt? Yeah, yeah J- Jimmy the Hutt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first. We got another official t-shirt for Mr. Jeff Pierman. If you want a t-shirt, send us an email to scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook slash scruffypodcast. Don't forget... Check out our buddy Chris. Chris, thanks for hanging in with us today, buddy. On Twitter, at Chris Hall Artist, Instagram, at Chris Hall Illustration. Etsy, Black Sheep Rebellion.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Nate and Kelly, we have your emails. We're going to go over them with Kev next week. Don't worry. Yeah, we needed
3: a proper asshole for this one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and don't <laughs> worry,
0: Chris loves porgs too, Kelly. So, just so you know. Yes. Sizzle, sizzle. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Guys, uh, have a good one. Take it easy in episode
3: 79. Good night.
0: Save the dream! Peace!
2: This part is over.